In today's episode, I chat with Molly Seward, a K-4 STEM teacher and coach in Indiana. She's been teaching for 37 years, including being a robotics coach for the last nine and selected as the 2005 Indiana Teacher of the Year. I'm so excited to share her wealth of knowledge, and we had such a great conversation that it will be divided into two episodes. Today's episode will focus on her experience as a classroom STEM teacher and the goals she has for students. The next episode, we will share her knowledge as a science coach, including how to tackle the next generation science standards. Enjoy. Hey, I'm Claire. And I'm Natasha. From college roommates to co-founders of Vivify STEM, pull up a seat as we discuss our experiences as aerospace engineers, teachers, moms, program directors, curriculum writers, graduate students, and friends. This is the STEM Space Podcast. So today's episode of the STEM Space, I have a special guest, Molly, who actually emailed me (laughs) and had a question and was asking me about the next generation science standards. And my response was, would you like to join me (laughs) on a podcast? (laughs) Molly, how are you doing today? I'm great. And my response was, absolutely. Well, thank you for being here. Um, We had a great phone call a little while ago. And I got to hear some of your thoughts on NGSS and what you do as an educator. And so before we jump into all of that, first, where are you joining us from? I am joining you from Zionsville, Indiana, which is a suburb of Indianapolis. Um, And I've been here. This will be my fourth year. Um, I kind of uh, left another township that I had been with for a number of years and hopped over here. This is where I live. Um, where my kids have gone to school. Um, And so it's sort of been like coming home for me. And what's been your experiences as an educator? Um, Well, I have a lot of experience within the classroom, um, as well as out of the classroom, working with teachers in a coaching capacity, um, consulting um, in a variety of different places. But really, my um, happy place is in the classroom. Have you always been focused in science? No, I haven't. I'm actually a reading specialist. Oh, okay. Um, Yeah. And about 10 years ago, started working in the area of robotics with some teams and um, kind of found this wonderful world of coaching. I have a husband who is a football coach and a baseball coach, and he's always loved coaching. And I never really got it until I started coaching kids in robotics. I'm like, this is amazing. You know, it's that instant, you know, okay, let's change this. Or what did you think of that? Okay, now go in and try it. So I got into um, robotics and that just, I think I've all, I've always loved science and math. I'm a very curious person, but literacy really is, um, a, I have a pretty strong background in that. And now my understanding is you helps are part of a new school. Can you talk about that? I would love to. Um, So we just, in August, opened up um, our sixth elementary building. Um, We have children coming from four different schools we redistricted. And so we are all here on this new adventure together. Um, So everything we do is new. Even the trash cans are new. It has... (laughs) It's really been a great learning experience. And so I left a fourth grade classroom and came into the world of related arts, which is not something that I had experience in. 
and um, was a little worried about it because I loved having a classroom and just having that bond with those, you know, 25, 30 kids. I thought, how am I going to do this with 350 kids? Oh my gosh. Um, I know. (laughs) Um, You know, where are those relationships going to be? How is that going to work? And it took about six weeks and I thought, I love this. And people had said, oh, you'll be good. You'll, 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 you're going to really enjoy it. And it took me a little while, but I don't think you're ever going to get me out of this room. It's been really great. So what exactly is your role? What are you supposed to be teaching? So I am the STEM teacher for first, second, third, and fourth. Okay. I'm also the, and I have kids that rotate in through my room for about 15 minutes every day. Um, I'm also the science and math coach, which has been a busy role this year because we've adopted a new math series and we are working our way through an adoption of another science curriculum. And then I also teach math. So I also have a math class that I teach. Yeah. It keeps you have really gone from reading (laughs) all the way fully into the STEM world. (laughs) I just totally got dropped in the deep end and I I'm, I'm surviving. Okay, so knowing that background in reading, do you feel like in STEM and in science, is it easier or harder to define learning outcomes and like a progression of learning? How does it compare? Yeah, I think that's a great question. I honestly think it's a little bit easier, especially when I think of a math progression, because there's certain skills that I see them able to do whereas reading has so much that comes into it. But I really feel like science and math are literacy as well. You know, math is the literacy of numbers and science is literacy. We're just, you know, working more on a nonfiction piece of it. Mm -hmm. How, okay, so now you're thrown into STEM. And so this is a question I always ask a guest. How do you define STEM? (laughs) This was this was really big for me. So to me, STEM is this integrated approach where students are using science and math to solve problems or complete challenges while they're using technology and that engineering design process. And then within that, there's that idea of mindset. There's idea of um, understanding that failure is part of of succeeding. And um, yeah, I think we have a very similar mindset in defining STEM and it can get really messy because whenever you say use math and science, it's like what math and science? Like should the third grade STEM classroom reflect third grade math and science standards? Or is it more open-ended than that? Like how, I, I what I really struggle with is that learning progression. Like what does okay. STEM look like in first grade, fourth grade, middle school, you know? Yeah. And I've, I've had, um, that's been something coming into a new building. I have students that are all have, I mean, we're brand new. And so what are the foundations that I want to make sure that they have going up? And how do I do that when everyone is new? I mean, the first week we were kind of going through a variety of different things. And I was doing the same thing with every class, just a little bit different. And I thought, I can't do this. I don't want to do this five times a day. 
And so then, it, and some of it was me kind of finding my way, me understanding what it means to only have 50 minutes with kids. And like, I can't go over because a teacher's standing at the door waiting. So I've kind of had to tackle that idea of that progression. And I don't think that I have it. I think it'll be better every year. But um, my foundation really needed to be that idea of mindset and the idea of them understanding that this is a place where they're going to come and they're going to make a whole lot of mistakes. They'll probably make more mistakes than they will successes. Um, but what's going to happen is we're going to learn from them and we're going to learn how to be confident even in our mistakes. And so that was for me, this huge foundation that needed to be laid with every single student that comes in this room, that this is a safe place and that this is a place where we will make lots of mistakes. So for me, that was that initial progression of making sure that I had kids that knew and understand that, stood that. And then that idea of problem solving and how do you problem solve? And then that idea of teamwork. Well, this is also about working with a team because in here, there's not an option to work by yourself. Um, we're going to practice what we practice in the real world with working with teams. So those are kinds of the things that I um, feel like my progression has had to be this year because I'm, I've got everyone new. And so I had to really kind of think through what are those things that are really important to me and that I, I want them to continue to fine tune as we move through the elementary classroom or the elementary um, experience. Do you prioritize those skills, like the engineering practices, the habits of mind, like you said, teamwork, problem solving as the priority in your STEM classroom? And then is it on the math and science teachers to really focus on those concepts of math and science? Um, at this point, yes. Um, because we're a new building, I'm working with my with my general ed teachers um, in math and science so that I know what they're doing and those expectations. We sit down every nine weeks and go through, okay, what are we going to be doing? What are some things that I can do that will help you? Um, what are some things that you're already doing that I don't need to worry about? Or and and what I love most is what are the things that we can do to enhance for everybody. So when second grade was working on life cycles, they were working on the life cycle of a butterfly and the life cycle of some other insects. And I brought in um, jumping beans and we worked with this jumping bean to find out it's not a bean um, and to look at the life cycle of that moth. And so it was something that second grade wasn't going to do, but it went along. And then we really worked on creating a model so that they could show their thinking and what they were learning. And what are these commonalities that we have when we think about life cycles, specifically of insects? So I don't know if that answered the question. Yeah. <laughs> no, I love that you're collaborating because I think that you have so much power when you work as a team and all these different subjects can come together. And like you said, 50 minutes, how much can you accomplish? And that they have that same constraint of time in their classroom. So working all together in like this common goal seems like the way to do it. 
Yeah. And uh, the other piece is being a new building. We don't know each other. Mm-hmm. So um, it's that level of trust that I think we're, we're, we're beginning to have that, oh, I don't have to make sure that I did that because you're going to enrich that. Or, hey, I did this and look at how you made a little change and something really great happened where they left STEM and they could not wait to look at some other life cycles. So um, it is this idea of collaboration that at this building is really important. And it's really exciting to be in a situation where everyone wants to collaborate. It's been yeah. a great Yeah, that's awesome. It sounds like yeah. a really great environment to oh, teach. It's incredible. <laughs> okay. So as a STEM teacher, how do you figure out your curriculum? So we talked about kind of how you define STEM. But now what? So you, okay, this is what I want my students to learn. Where do I get curriculum? How do I know what to teach? Yeah. Well, I have six or five other STEM teachers in other buildings, um, and they are a godsend. I mean, um, if I have a question, it's just a, you know, a quick email of what are you guys doing? Um, We talk often. And so I have that support. Um, I have so many resources that I've been giving from our education foundation and just, you know, starting a new school. And I don't have anything that I absolutely have to teach. Um, That's nice. Which has been really, really nice. But there's things that I want to make sure that they know and understand. So um, I've had a lot of freedom and that has been wonderful because I've made a lot of mistakes along the way in the, what, 11 weeks that I've been here. But I know I'll get better. When I took this position, I feel like all of the STEM teachers kind of have different areas of specialty. And so because I've coached robotics for so long and it is a passion, that was one of that was one reason why I came on board was to kind of support my other STEM teachers in that area. But you know, I have STEM teachers that are fantastic in outdoor science. And so they are my resource when I'm going to look you know, for something that we're going to do in outdoor science. So we really work together. And I mean, I think my problem is figuring out what I can't do rather than what I can do, because there's so many great things that I want to do with them. Can you give me just some ideas of projects that you're working on in your classroom? (laughs) Sure. We spent our first five weeks with third and fourth grade, we purchased the VexGo robotic system. And um, one of the first things we did was use directions to build three different insects, and they all moved in different ways. Um, And so third and fourth grade built those. It took us a couple weeks. We looked at how they moved. And then I said, okay, you've followed the directions. You've learned how to build this. Now we're going to take it apart. And in that engineering notebook, you are going to have to write everything down and draw everything because the next challenge is you're going to use what you learned to create your own insect. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And so we dissected them and they they looked at, you know, how we had one motor. How do you have one motor on the right side? How will it move the left side? What do we have to do? How can we transfer power? The idea of gear ratio. Why does this one move so quickly, but it's not very strong? And why is this one slower, but I can put more weight on it? So in dissecting those, they just learned a lot of great things. And then they had to plan and they planned. And then we had races and we have not done it yet, but each class ended up with a winning insect 
and they're going to have a race to see which one can go the fastest. So that was a really great unit of study that I really enjoyed. And then, and that was a more intense project that was going to go over five, six weeks that my third and fourth graders were ready to do. But my littles, you know, first and second, were not quite ready for projects to last quite that long. Um, the jumping bean project with second grade was just a one day piece and it went along with a book and it made sense to them and it was something they really enjoyed. And first grade has really been working a lot on this idea of wonder. I think that's something that, I don't know, I think it's something that we don't spend a lot of time on, but I think it's really important that we create this idea of wonder in kids and that they are able to ask these wonder questions. So first grade has really been exploring wonder questions, and we actually have a wonder wall out in the hallway. Can you give me some questions? Uh, What do they wonder about? Well, we've had a lot wondering about exactly how can a plant always, how, how do similar plants always stay the same? And what's in the seed that makes that happen? We've had questions, of course, about what's, what isn't, what's in space and how far does space go? And then really simple things about like, what will the future be like? I had two that asked, I wonder what job I'll have when mm-hmm. I grow up. And so so those are just some great questions that we've had. And we are putting them out in the hall because we're going to talk in the science standards. Inquiry is a really big piece of that. And so I wanted teachers to be able to have this wall that they could go down and just see all these questions that their kids have as a way to begin some inquiry and just as a way for our kids to really start asking just some great questions. Yeah, I love that. It seems so simple, right, to just what do you wonder about? But I can imagine that is very powerful to the kids to because they're, you know, in traditional school settings, they just sit in a desk and the teacher tells all the information and then they just have to take it in and learn it. (laughs) But here you're like, no, what questions do you want to know? Right. You're empowering them to want to learn. Well, and I think it's empowering when they started off by, I'm, I'm a big believer in when we do brainstorming and things that we really start off just by ourselves. What are the things that you wonder about? And then we'll just kind of draw a line underneath that. Okay, that's everything that you thought of. Now let's do it in a group. And you can add things below that. And I love that kids start to see, gosh, when I work together with other people, look at how much more I can do. I love this approach for encouraging wonder questions and the culture you are building in your classroom that promotes curiosity, problem solving, collaboration. I have so many more questions to ask, especially over the next generation science standards. But for now, I'm going to pause this conversation and we're going to pick this up again next week on another episode. But for now, STEM Space out. (laughs) Do 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 do